0: to the David Glenn Show. March Madness has arrived in many ways. Some conference tournaments already underway. We're headed to Charlotte next week for the ACC tournament. NC State and Clemson actually have big games tonight in regular season play as Bubblicious teams. Duke Carolina, part two, Saturday in Chapel Hill. Here to discuss these things and more. One of our favorites from the college basketball world at any time of year. Find him everywhere possible on all of the ESPN platforms. Jay Billis, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Great,
1: David. How you doing?
0: I'm doing really well, man. Hey, I heard Scotty Pippen, the Hall of Famer, and Jay Williams, former Duke star and a colleague of yours at ESPN, tell Duke Zion Williamson that their advice would be to just pull the plug on his college career entirely, you know, and protect that that hundred million dollar status as a professional. What would you advise Zion Williamson as he's still working his way back from his minor knee injury?
1: To do whatever he wants. Um, he, he should do whatever he wants um i don't see this as a big deal frankly uh look i get how much money is on the other side of the the, you know sort of the ncaa fence that he's been been put into uh but uh i don't see any any problem in playing what happened to him could have happened in a one-on-zero uh draft prep uh workout uh his shoe blew out it's not that big of a deal um he's already assessed the risk of whether to play and uh, and whether that risk was unacceptable. The only question is whether the injury he has now is going to be made any worse if he comes back or put him at significant more risk because of the current injury. So I don't see it uh, uh, being a major issue at all, frankly.
0: Coach K last night said he's not sure about the Carolina game, but he, he assured that Zion is coming back, uh, as some had you know speculated that somehow Coach K was – going to say something not true just to protect a seed or something like that. What did you take away from either the near loss to Wake Forest without Zion last night or even their 3-2 and two record uh, without him compared to the 23-2 and two record with him? Well, it's pretty
1: clear they're not as good without him as they <laughs> yeah. are with him. Uh, but that's true of, of any team. Sure. I think he's, he, if not the best player in the country, he's right there for being the best player and the national player of the year. Uh, So I think if any team lost a national player of the year candidate, they wouldn't be as good, but they're still damn good. And, uh, and they're still capable of beating almost anybody out there, but they have to play a heck of a lot better than they did last night. Uh, I felt like last night's game was one of those things where it was right before the North Carolina game. They were playing a team in wake forest that haven't, hasn't offered as much resistance to opponents of late. Uh, So I think coach K refers to that stuff as human nature. He, He didn't say it last night, Right. Um, but I didn't I didn't you know like I didn't think that either team played well, honestly. Um, you know people are talking about boy, Wake played great. Maybe they played better than they had before, but Wake only they didn't even shoot 40% and had a, had a, uh, the last shot to win it. So uh, you know I, I think it was more about what Duke didn't do frankly than what Wake Forest did.
0: Saw you earlier today mention that if Carolina beats Duke again this weekend and plays well in the ACC tournament, the heels will jump up to the one seed line. What's your general rule of thumb about the importance of being, you know, say, a number one versus a number two? Do you think that's overblown, or, or do you think that is an important reward for great regular season success? No,
1: I think, I think you want to be a higher seed. Uh, the only time that you wouldn't want to be seeded higher is if you're a 10 seed. Uh, you don't want to get up into the 9-8, uh, or if you're an 8 seed, you would rather be a 7. When the committee screws that up, they, they can really hurt you. Uh, but but being a one seed is 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 it's not a ton better than being a two, but yeah. it's better. I'd rather play a 16 seed than a 15, and historically that's been true. More 15s have won, even though it's only been been you know a few of them. Uh, there's only been one 16 seed that's ever won a game, and we've been playing these games since 1985. So. Uh, you know, I'd take those odds, 1 and 300 or whatever it is. Uh, those are pretty good odds. I'd rather I'd rather be a 1 than, than a 2 or a 3.
0: Speaking of history with one seeds, we all remember the UMBC win over UVA. When you watch this year's Cavaliers, number two in the rankings, only loss, of course, twice to the Duke Blue Devils, 27 and 2, and uh, they, of course, have a chance to win their fourth regular season first-place finish in the last six years under Tony Bennett. How do you describe the, the gap? How much is different between these Cavaliers compared to other great Tony Bennett teams?
1: Well, I think the one he had in, what is it, 2015 or whatever, 14, when uh, when they lost to Syracuse in the Elite Eight. 16, The, the yeah. team that had Malcolm Brogdon on it, I think that team was better. They were certainly more physical and better up front. This team's a, a much better shooting team. Uh, This is an excellent shooting team. And, and, you know, I heard somebody earlier today refer to the game against Syracuse as a fluke. Um, Maybe they're not going to shoot 18 to 25 from three uh, very often, but it was hardly a fluke. Uh, They can really shoot over 40% from three. And Kyle Guy is one of the best three-point shooters that I've seen in my time doing this. Uh, So he's legit. Ty Jerome's legit. Uh, DeAndre Hunter's a lottery pick. He's probably the best individual player uh, that Tony Bennett has had, and he's certainly going to be the highest draft pick. So they're, they're really good. What happened to them last year was uh, was just this crazy, bizarre happening, and uh, and I don't I don't think it reflects upon um, upon them as a program. But that's the way our world is. You know, people are going to say. Uh, you know, can't win the big one until they win the big one, and they're gonna say can't get to the final four until they do it. Heck, Gonzaga got the one, they got to the final two years ago, and people are still saying they can't win. So, uh, uh let, let them say what they're gonna say, they just have to go out and play. And, and once they do it, then they, they won't have to listen to this anymore.
0: Jay Billis joining us, he's on Twitter at Jay Billis. A lot of fun beyond basketball there. Catch him all over ESPN, of course, especially here. During the month of March, some of my colleagues are using Zion Williamson's five missed games as a reason not to vote him uh, national player of the year. I have a vote. He's going to be my national player of the year. I kind of lean on 23 and two with him and some of the best numbers in modern college basketball history, only three and two without him and uh, almost losing at home to Wake Forest. To me, it kind of bolsters his candidacy. I don't know if you even place an official vote, but, but how many guys are even in that conversation as you see national player of the year?
1: Just a few. It's just a handful of guys that are up there, and I think Zion Williamson has been the best player. I don't think it's unfair for people to say, hey, you know, if he's going to miss six, seven games or whatever it is, um, that, that they may go in another direction. I think that's fair. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I've never been a big fan of the, you know, what would this team be without him thing because, you know, you can, have a, you can have a lot of teams that could say that. and uh, that, That's more a reflection of, of, of teammates than it is of player. But I think when you look at what Zion Williamson has achieved on the floor, uh, there have been very few players in the last 10 years that have accomplished what he's accomplished yep. and done it at that level uh, from an efficiency standpoint, productivity, uh, both ends of the floor, you name it. Um, you know, it's, not, it's not a long list of National Player of the Year candidates, uh, and I still think he's at the top of that list. But I wouldn't argue with anybody who says, uh, hey, look, you know, if you're going to miss six, seven, eight games, and I wouldn't argue with anybody that says that you know that Duke's got to be evaluated uh, with and without him. That's fine. Um, you know, if, you, if they lose games without him, it's, it, I think I, I do. I'm a big believer that you know your record should be the whole deal. Um, Seeding, you know, they can take certain things into account, but I don't think you move teams too far uh, because otherwise you got to take into account who. You know, I, I don't devalue North Carolina's win because Zion Williamson wasn't in the game. Uh, so I don't know why I would I would somehow uh, undervalue the loss. Uh, uh, that that's that's something that I think everybody has to wrap their heads around in their own way. But I don't I don't like doing that.
0: Starts getting a little crazy, right? You know, Virginia Tech won without Justin Robinson on a night that Duke lost without Zion Williamson. It gets you. You, you really get to splitting hairs. Uh, ACC Coach of the Year has a lot of good candidates this year. How do you wrap your your brain around? You know, I mean, I could argue that Tony Bennett, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Buzz Williams, Chris Mack, all had uh, jobs very well done this year. Heck, Leonard Hamilton, too. Does any jump out at you this year?
1: No, I, I can think of, of no award that's more meaningless to me than coach of the year. Um, it, 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 because the target moves all the time. Is it the best team, the coach of the best team, which I think should matter, or is it the, the coach... Whose team exceeded expectations that the media put on them? When the coaches say the media doesn't know what they're talking about right. anyway, so I, I you know, they, they, the media's always wrong. So why would you use the media standard to determine whether they exceeded their expectations? I, I don't care about coach of the year awards at all. Um, you know, the coaches are rewarded by contracts and. And all that stuff and halls of fame and 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 you know coaches are the only ones that have wins. you never you never you never hear what player records are. <laughs> it's always the coach's record. Um, so I don't, I don't much care for, for the Coach of the Year award. And Heck, in the NBA, the, the only thing Coach of the Year means is you're going to get fired in a year.
0: <laughs> for much of this season, you had six teams on your top tier. I know that goes back and forth a little bit. Who's on your top tier as we speak, about a week and a half from Selection Sunday?
1: It's pretty much the same uh, with, uh, with Gonzaga, you know, Duke, uh, Virginia, um, North Carolina's up there now, uh, so that's changed a little bit. Tennessee, Kentucky, and Michigan. Um, Michigan State kind of is on the fringe of that now just because they've had so many injuries. So you have Joshua Langford out, Nick Ward just coming back maybe, uh, and Kyle Arnes looking like with that back injury could be out for the remainder of the year. They've just had too many injuries to make you feel comfortable that they're going to be the team in March that they, they should be. And uh, I still think they're very capable. They'll probably wind up winning the league, uh, after, especially after Purdue lost to Minnesota last night. Um, but but they're, they're not the team that I expected. Uh, they're still very good. But, uh, but, but, you know, it's not like getting Zion Williamson back or something. They're not getting back what they lost.
0: You have seen the Duke Carolina rivalry often celebrated as one of the best in all of American sports from the player perspective, from a coach's perspective. And of course, a lot of years now from an ESPN broadcaster's perspective, you'll be there once again at the Smith Center on Saturday night. Uh, What are some of your favorite memories? I know one of your catchphrases is this one always lives up to expectations and, and, and almost never disappoints. What about for you personally as a player, coach or broadcaster?
1: Well, I mean, it always delivers, I'll tell you that. I, I I, would, I don't know. That's a good question, Dave. I mean, I, I remember just, you know, playing in it, how intense it was. I mean, the, the you never forget sort of the first time uh, you won a game in that. We won in the ACC tournament when North Carolina was number one and had Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, Brad Darty, Kenny Smith, all those guys. That sounds Matt memorable. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty memorable. Um, you know, I remember the first time when I was a, a, an assistant, uh, when I was a grad assistant at Duke, uh, Duke was number one in '92 going into the Smith Center, and uh, and lost. And Carolina stormed the Carolina fans stormed the floor, and that was the first time I remember a North Carolina storming the court in the rivalry. And you kind of thought, well, geez, this is different. Um, stuff like that. I mean, as a broadcaster, I, I can't think of any I don't remember. Uh, yeah. It's been a you know the four the four years that uh, that Tyler Hansbrough played and uh, never lost in Cameron and you know you had all these just incredible performances and I, I don't think I'll ever forget the the performance that that Carolina had in uh, you know that game the other night where uh, a couple of weeks ago where Zion Williamson blew his shoe out and. You know, Cam Johnson was an All-American, and and uh, Luke May played his best game of the season. It was an extraordinary evening, and that's one I think everybody will remember for for decades.
0: As we let you go, of course, big money is at stake in, for TV partners, for coaches, for ADs, and a lot of other people. You, you ought to have like your own sarcasm emoji at Jay Billis on Twitter for when you're asking, you know, I wonder if there's going to be enough money left over after you're talking about, you know, Jim Delaney's $20 million exit prize. Do NCAA officials like run in the other direction to avoid conversations with you, uh, given your criticism of that organization? Or, uh, you know, is it, is it all business during, during March Madness when they see you on a certain game?
1: Oh, no they're great I mean I've got uh, I've got tons of friends at the NCAA and look this is just discussion about policy yeah uh, it's the same as if we discussed whether we should change the the replay rule I mean you know it's not that big of a deal and they, they don't care because they don't care about it because they're still roll that trains money trains roll into the yeah. bank so in March nobody at the NCAA could be any happier because of the amount of money they're making and the attention they're getting and all that. And, uh, you know, nobody's worried about policy then, but when it's time to discuss policy, um, you know, we, we need to discuss it. And and I, I do that. I, I just don't like, I think it's disingenuous to the point of being li- uh, liars when people suggest that, that there's not enough money for the players. Of course there is. And when they say, well, very few programs make money, that's a lie. And they know it's a lie. And so, you know, I get, I get sort of annoyed by that. And then when all these different things happen, you just kind of point out that, you know, they say sports are going to be cut if players make any, anything. They said that with the stipend, and everything's great and everybody's given the stipend. Uh, there's more than enough money for the players to share in this. And there's very there, – there's no way that the NCAA can justify uh, the fact that athletes are the only people on the planet that are not allowed to, you know, sort of have the same economic rights in this enterprise um so that's that's really the problem it's just a policy discussion and uh uh, so i get along great with those folks no no problem at all on my end
0: keep up the good work man jay billis of espn on twitter at jay billis thank you as always for your time on the david glenn show
1: all right brother thank you you
0: got it 1-800